Hi, welcome everybody. Welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 27. Super, super excited for this episode. Just always, always want to start just by saying thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to everyone that's given us feedback on topics that we should cover. Just it's lovely to hear the messages that the podcast is really getting through to people and people are listening to the messages and exciting values. So that just truly, truly lifts my soul. So thank you for everyone that's listening this given feedback and everyone that's listening um so i love this episode um it's gonna be all, all about the journey to self really excited to get into the topic uh but before i do i want to just do a quick intro on me uh, my name is nimesh most people call me nims i'm a uh, akashic record reader spiritual coach and mentor and i've been on this spiritual journey for many years and Really, as part of this journey, I've really discovered that everything I need is in me, all the love, all the joy, all the answers. And I encourage everyone to make sure they look inside for the answers. I love connecting to people's energies, using records, and guiding them to their answers, guiding them to truly shine, shine their light in the best way that we can. And I'm excited for this episode because we're all on this self-love journey, right? We're all on this journey to truly connect with who we are and to fall in love with ourselves. And I'm excited to introduce my buddy, really good friend. Um, Soul Connection is amazing with her. I'm sure if you've heard previous episodes, you've heard it before. But I'm going to introduce the beautiful, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, Stacey Brown. Stacey, over to you. <laughs> Namesh, I never know how to follow that. But uh, I want to say thank you so much for having me back for another episode. I I really look forward to taking this journey with you every time we record an episode. And this one is very special to me. So let me introduce myself. My name is Stacy. Um, I am an intuitive. I have been intuitive my entire life, but I've now made it my mission to use my intuition to help people on the journey to healing. I am um, a certified Reiki practitioner. I am a spiritual mentor and coach. I too am an Akashic record reader. Uh, together, you, Namesh, and I, we uh, train people on how to read the Akashic records as well. And I think the most exciting thing for me right now is I am a soon to be published author. I have been working with you and now with an editor on my manuscript. And um, the goal is to have my book out before the end of the year. So uh, a lot of exciting things that I'm working on right now. And like I said, this topic for me is very close to my heart. So I am really excited to, to get into this with you today. Yeah, I'm excited too. And just so everyone knows that introduction I did to Stacey is something that we talk a lot about in terms of, um, it's also part of stuff love, right? I, I joke with her that, you know, when we're on stage together, that's how I'm going to introduce her. And it's that, you know, so I'm preparing her for, for being a stage in front of thousands of people. So um, just to give you a bit of background. Um, but yeah, before we start on the topic, I always, always ask, and I feel it's really connected. Um, I'll ask the li every listener to truly connect and ask, what are you doing to truly lift yourself? What have you done today that is a part of your self-care routine, but there's something different that lifted yourself? What have you done to shine your light on you? Because we always talk about shining a light. What does that look like? And shining a light for others, we go out away for others. And how often do we take a moment and just truly do something for ourselves? And when we do that on a daily basis, our soul gets lifted 
and this journey becomes so, so much easier. Stay someone, stop asking you that question. What have you done today that's truly for you that's lifted yourself? Apart from talking to me, what else have you done? <laughs> so um, I would say that surface wise, we'll talk about something small that I did for myself. I had to go out and uh, take meet up with somebody briefly and happened to be near a local Starbucks. And so for me, that little act of self-care of getting a Starbucks does lift my soul. And it might sound like something silly, but taking that time to do something just for me um, is, is a small thing, right? Um, but I would say uh, when it comes to the bigger question of what am I doing to shine my light, I am showing up in a way that I never could have imagined going through a super challenging season in my personal life and learning a new way of being. And I woke up this morning early and I got in a workout and I have this laser focus right now on my healing and on being really transparent about how challenging that can be. But I would say that I am shining my light by continuing to pour into myself and my healing and to help other people on their journey to healing. So, you know, I have to ask you the same question now, Nims. <laughs> what are you doing to shine your light today? Um, you know, one of the things I love to do is just spend time in my garden and just feeling connected to nature. Um, so I only got a chance to do a little bit of that today. Uh, it's the... It's 8-8, so it's a line of portals. So definitely going to spend some time in the garden tonight. Um, but, you know, the other thing that, that actually lifted my soul today was um, we joined uh, so somebody that we've trained on how to read their catchy records. Uh, I really love supporting the people that we work with and how they shine the light. So one of the people we trained had a room on Clubhouse today, and we both went in and supported her. So that, for me... Um, just to see the light that you've helped her shine is truly, truly lifting my soul. So that's, um, you know, yes, I did something for somebody else, but actually, you know what, I did it for me because it made me feel good. It made me feel good that we're supporting those that that, that have trusted us to be their mentors, right? So, um, yeah, I'd say that's what I've done today. Proud of you. Proud of, and, you know, you know, Stace talks about her laser focus now that she's focused. That's infectious. It infects the people around her, and she she's pushing me to be so much more than I have been before. So thank you for that, Stace. Uh, your encouragement means a lot, and um, you know, sharing the space. I truly, truly feel blessed to, to share this space with you. So thank you. I feel the same way, buddy. I enjoy every like angle that we approach this this season and the work that we're doing together, and. Like I said, this topic today is very near and dear to my heart. And I think that it's something that so many people struggle with. And so I'm, I'm really excited to get into talking about the journey to self-love. And um, I, I think we're going to have some pretty, some pretty deep conversation. So I'm looking forward yes, to it. Let's, let's get going. Just to share a little bit more insight into the conversation I was having, Stacey, before we started recording is... You know, how important it is actually to hear the female and the male voice. And Stacey kind of reminded me that, you know, hearing the male voice on this journey too 
is just important as doing her. So I have given her permission to push, to expand, and for me to share, make sure I share what I need to. So, um, Stace, let me start asking you, what is what does self-love mean to you? What is this topic? I know you said it means a lot to you. But why don't we start there? Why don't you introduce, what does it mean to you? So um, if somebody had asked me even 10 years ago, what is self-love? I don't know if I would have been able to answer that. Uh, it was a concept that was very foreign to me in the way that I was brought up. And it wasn't until I had a mentor come into my life that I started to really begin to understand that self-love is an action. It, it's action that we take to show up for ourselves every day and to, to care for ourselves. And um, it's kind of it's kind of ironic because I spent decades of my life not only not loving myself, but not even knowing how to love myself. And it impacted every area of my life. Um, just to give a little background, I was raised in a devoutly Mormon home. And everything about that upbringing felt conditional. It felt like if you behave a certain way, then you are loved. And if you don't perform or act in that way, you're not, that love is withheld and you're, and you're quote bad. And I remember learning this or being aware of this from a very young age and very clearly making decisions to try to be and behave <clears throat> in the way that it, I, it was expected of me versus my own awareness. And because I was always trying to morph to behave a certain way, I don't think that I ever developed a real connection with myself because even my concept of God loving me was conditional. And as I grew up and I got older, I made a lot of decisions in my life without the concept of self-love. Okay. So I would say I was kind of like a bull in a China shop when it came to life decisions. I really did not do things in an act of a place of, is this for my highest good? And the journey that I've been on over the last 10 to 15 years has really taken me into a place of understanding that so much of what I was doing was based off of my programming as a child versus that the concept of loving myself and, and how to do that. And now that I am in like a healing industry, like now that I'm in this like spiritual community and I help people with this all the time, this subject comes up with almost every client that I see. They're searching for something outside of themselves to fill that space where they don't either, they don't love themselves or they don't know how to love themselves or both. And so this for me is, is a tender topic because I spent so many years not understanding it, but now that I do, and now that I take action every day to love myself, it makes me even more passionate to pour into other people and help them to understand this concept. And Nims, I know like our upbringings were very, very different. 
but I know that this has been a challenging thing for you as well. And so I would love it if you would share a little bit about that childhood and and what you felt um, in your earlier years. Uh, Sure. Happy to. And, you know, it's that, as you said, it's our, it's our programming that influences so much. And it's that for me, the, 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 the journey is all about becoming aware. You know, it's like I will always talk about awareness, acceptance, forgiveness. There's always three stages to it. It's that, you know, it's asking ourselves what our programming is and what happened to us growing up and how is that impacting us in today's world that truly starts to kind of open things up in us. For example, you asked me to share my story. Um, and as a child, I, I don't remember a lot of it, but it's um, when I was three years old, um, I was born in Uganda in Africa and Idi Amin, um, dictator at the time, decided that all the Indians uh, should leave Uganda and kind of gave us a couple of weeks to do it. Pretty much said, if we want, if we don't leave, then we're going to get killed. Um, pretty much mo- a strong motivator to leave. So um, you know, we we were we we left. Um, we were refugees in the UK. The UK government accepted uh, some of us as, as refugees and. And actually, then the, I they put us in. Um, so I've got four brothers, four sisters. So they put us in two homes um, in an area called Cleveland, Teesside in the UK, which is kind of bordering Scotland. Um, we were kind of one of two Indian families that lived there. So you know, we experienced a lot of racism. Um, a lot I can't remember, but um, but you know that in some way leaving. Uganda and being stopped. I heard we, we were stopped every 30 minutes. We were searched at gunpoint. More of our possessions were taken each time. Um, the gun was held to my brother's head um, to you know, just make sure that we had the value we were taking. Um, as a three-year-old, I don't remember anything about humanly. I guess some of it I'm probably carrying or maybe released it or was carrying. Um, but then also when we moved to the UK, um, as I said, we grew up in, in, in Teesside. Um, but then after a few years, we moved to Leicester. Um, uh, it's, again, an area in the Midlands, but there's much more of an Asian community there. Um, but yeah, growing up, um, I experienced a lot of bullying, um, a lot of kind of just things that maybe a child shouldn't have to go through. I didn't know English. Um, so, um, yeah, and it's really interesting. I, I, I know I've been brought up in a loving environment, both the family, the family I have, I'm so, so blessed with that family. But growing up, I didn't have a voice. Um, I'm, as I said, one of nine at the one year business and everyone else is older. So you know, we moved to this country, we were trying to survive, whatever that looks like, um, and had so many older siblings, but everyone was busy with their own stuff. So I really didn't feel like I had a voice. And it's that, it's really interesting. It's that um, I've done a lot of healing work um, on that period, kind of, you know, I, I know that my family did, did doing the best they can in the environment, and you know, a lot of what's going on. But I don't know how much healing I did for me. And it's really interesting is that um, I've really felt because you know I'm I'm aware, right? I'm I'm aware in everything like the journey that I've been on, that inner child work and um, you know, the the healing that we grew up with, whether it's ancestral too, is all part of the journey. I. I I know that I'm going to continue to grow and continue to learn and continue to heal all my life. The day I stop is probably the day I leave this realm. So I've done a lot of inner child work and I kind of thought, 
I'd release it. Um, but it's, and now I know that I've still got stuff to release. Is that, you know, there's memories of, of me leaving school uh, after being bullied and kind of being excited to leave, leave school, but then kind of going home and you know, not feeling that attachment, not feeling that anybody was there to support me. And again, this is, you know, my family are listening. You know, I, I love you guys unconditionally. And I, I get there was a lot going on. But it's not, everybody's performing a role, right? And it's really interesting. It's like that time I don't feel like I had a voice. But all my life, I feel like I've been working on my voice. And now I feel like my voice is my gift. And, um, but again, it doesn't, doesn't mean that I still haven't got work to do, right? It doesn't mean that I, I know that that in a child that, you know, left school, kind of being bullied and went home. Um, it wasn't like I wasn't in a loving environment, but it wasn't getting any attention. It didn't feel like I was important. It's still there. It's still, I still feel him and I still, so, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to say I'm still doing that in a, in a child work, right? I'm still, still, still working with, with a friend who's a therapist on, on releasing that. And um, I feel it's important that we acknowledge the things that we do. Nothing bad. It's just we're on this human journey. It's a soul that that is that is on this human journey, and we should acknowledge it, right? And the other thing that maybe a lot of listeners can can appreciate and connect with is, I never really felt like I belonged in this planet. There's a part of me that knew that, you know, maybe as a soul, I didn't want to be here. Whatever that looked like, um, maybe some of the past lives aren't human, and again, think we're super connected. So there's a part of me that. That never really truly felt like I belong. But I've done a lot of work to integrate my spiritual body into my human body because on a spiritual level, I really didn't want to be here, right? There was a part of me that just wanted to be somewhere else because I didn't feel like I belonged. There's also a part of me that knows I'm an old soul, which means that actually a lot of what I experience on this planet isn't new to me. So it's, it, you know, it's not always easy to get super excited. But having said all of that, I know that some of my current reality is I've also managed. I'm, I'm blessed to live, live in, in a good home. Um, financially, I've done well. I've been in the corporate world. But I know I manifested that because I remember an image as a, as a four-year-old where um, I heard a conversation between my parents and, and one of my sisters about not having enough money. She wanted to do something and they basically said we didn't have enough money. Um, and that really upset me. And so at that point, I remember making the decision to say, I'm going to have a home that, you know, if family want to visit, they can their space financially. If I need to support them, I can. So, you know, it's like we talk about this in child work, but it's not all, it's not all bad because the childish father to the man that we've been through as a child does transpire into what, what we um, what we turn into as humans. On the flip side, um, because of what I was going through, um, I felt like the only way I was going to be heard is if I was bigger. So I've struggled with my weight all my life. And again, that's a decision I made at that age to that I really felt like I was going to be heard. If I'm bigger, I'm more likely to be heard. So I'm just giving you these insights because maybe there's something that you're going through um, today that is a part of something that you grew up with. Maybe that's the question you could, you could sit in silence and ask yourself that question. What, whose programming am I using today? Is it mine? Is it my parents? Is it religious programming? Is it what you went to school? Is it the environment? Is it work? Whose programming are you running? And um, 
you know, and what you went through as a child. You know, even if you had a very loving family, um, you know, there's still things that happen, right? Maybe you came home at the end of a, you know, a, a fun school day, you wanted to share and your parents are busy or something else is going on. It's that, you know, maybe as you sit in silence, some memories will come up that need to be released because we all hold on to stuff, right? And it's that, and I've shared today, and I'm sure, you know, there's more I can share. But really, I want to challenge you to try and ask yourself that question. Who's programming you living Stace, I'm going to hand over back to you. Um, any any, any follow-up questions, anything I, you feel I should share more of, anything you share yourself? I, I'm sitting here, um, and I, you know, obviously our listeners can't see us. They just hear our voices, but I can, like, my hands are sweating, and I can feel myself kind of, like, crossing my arms over my chest and um, kind of holding a lot in um, because life, I, I believe for me was a lot more painful than maybe what it needed to be because this wasn't a concept that I understood sooner. And I think like many women um, in the journey to like growing and evolving in my life, I was constantly looking for outside love, acceptance, and validation. And I've had several broken relationships with men. Um, because I didn't love myself. And I'm I am amazed at how challenging this part of the journey has been because we have talked in previous episodes about a traumatic experience that my family went through almost four years ago. And that trauma ignited in me a deep desire to embrace all parts of myself. And what has unfolded is the end of another relationship. And the last couple of months have been extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> I have had to face another layer of this journey to loving myself and showing up the way that I feel like I'm meant to. And I don't want to deceive the listeners in thinking that this is an easy process because the longer you go in the space of not loving yourself, we form habits and those habits and those relationships that we draw to us aren't always healthy. And when you are operating in the world without loving yourself, a lot of times without even recognizing it, 
you're drawing in other people to your life who don't love themselves. And it creates this vicious cycle of dysfunction in whatever way. It, it doesn't even necessarily have to be that you're married. It could be the relationship with your parents. It could be the relationship with your siblings. It could be the, the relationship with your friends. But energetically, when you are putting out into the world that you're unaware of your value, of your inherent worth, you draw in other souls who have similar vibrations. And that's what I had done for so long. And every time that I went deeper into this journey of loving myself and really understanding that I am valuable simply because I exist, I've gone a little bit deeper into loss as well, because those relationships that I got into when I didn't love myself don't fit anymore in this season of understanding that I deserve more. And it's interesting because I never thought that, that this was a, a process that I would go through. I was totally unaware. Um, I would take action in various ways to try to find validation. So whether it was through, you know, toxic partnerships, relationships, or um, dysfunctional friendships, or um, thinking that if I like looked a certain way or I acted a certain way, that somehow that made me that, that validated that I was enough or that validated that I was worthy of people's time and attention. And it's very interesting to go through a process like I'm going through right now when I've worked so hard on taking action and learning how to love myself and embracing myself to then go through another layer of, of loss. But I'm so aware that I am operating in a different space now that I, I show up for myself and I am putting effort every day into who I am and to speaking my truth and to being real. And it's funny, Namash, because you've watched in this last year, a lot of those shifts happen yeah. where I'm going even deeper into this, this journey of loving myself and, and, and really being aware of who I am and how I'm showing up in the world. And um, I think that this can be a really uncomfortable conversation because it is so tender. So many of us, it's, it's our programming, right? It's the inner child stuff. It's the things that we haven't necessarily addressed. And when you least expect it, it comes rising up to the surface and it's like, okay, now what do I do with this? How do I handle this? And this has been a really emotional time for me. And yet, as I sit here with you on this podcast, damn, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. You know, like I'm, I'm proud of myself that I, I know who I am now more than ever before. And I am not going to allow the past to continue to define the decisions that I make today. Instead, I'm going to show up for myself knowing that it has a ripple effect on all of the people that I interact with, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's clients. And I believe that so many of us struggle with this concept 
And we, we have this idea that if we, that we can somehow fill that hole within us that doesn't love ourselves with outside external things. And it's just not the case. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, Stace, the way you articulate it is so beautiful. It's that, you know, we can't always control what happens to us, but we can choose how we, how we respond. And again, I make that sound easy. We do get a choice, right? We do get it. And it's like, I've seen what you've been through, as you said, and I've seen how actually what you've been through, you realize is part of your training so you can actually help others to truly shine the light, which, which is so beautiful. And the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, lots of people talk about repeat program. We keep doing the same thing. Oh my God. And we have this self-talk about why do I keep attracting the same relationship and all that sort of stuff. And I agree, everything in your external world is a result of something in the internal world. So look inside for those answers. But I'm also a big believer is maybe it's not a repeat program. Maybe it's just a deeper level of program that you're ready to heal. Stuff comes up in us when we're ready to release it. And the universe has a role to play to help us release it. It's a complete soul contract. And sometimes when we don't listen to the messages, the messages become stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's when we get the pain. And, you know, because we have, our soul wants to experience certain things in this lifetime. And, you know, what if everything we've been through is part of our training? In states, you, you have this um, great way of taking everything you've been through and, and turning it into something you can use on our clients. And it's like I joke about, um, you know, every client, uh, every client that joins us, um, somehow you have a beautiful connection with us. You know, so some of our clients I've brought on from our past connections the rest of it. I joke, I'm, maybe I'm the Amazon delivery driver, you know, I'm just joking. I know I provide value <laughs> before you give me a hard time, Stace, but it's like, but you have this great ability to to, 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 to really, really understand um, and connect to, um, hey guys, well, this is human, so if you hear the phone in the background, it's been good. Um, but it's that, you know, it, it's your ability to, you know, whether it's, um, you know, you, you being the, the, the single mom or being through, you know, raised, to a strong religious background, or there's so much of your programming that people can relate to. And um, I really feel that a lot of people are guided to us, are guided to us as part of a soul And we are here to use our experience, not to fix people, to guide them and maybe accelerate their journey to truly change their life. Um, I mean, we've all been, everyone has a story, but we, we can't let that story define us, right? We can't. And when I first met you, and we've had this conversation before, when I first met about your vulnerability is what, what appealed to me. It's what, you know, I came when I heard you on Clubhouse. I'm not sure if everyone knows what Clubhouse is, but it's a, it's a, it's a talking app. And you know, we have a stage with the speakers and we have audience, which is this because of the audience. And I heard you speak and you were super vulnerable. And so many people are, are vulnerable and maybe not authentic. You can hear the voice, but you were super authentic. I'm like, wow. Must be on stage and just a conversation. But it's like now we talk about it, it's like you turn the vulnerability into action to make you the healer you are today. And really, that's what the journey that we're on is, is to use the, the lessons. You know, it's like if we truly think, hold on, everything in our internal world, everything in our external world is just something in, in our internal world. That means everything's happening to us. We have the ability to change. 
and you're a great example of doing that, right? It's like you, you've taken the things that you've been through. You've, you've really understood your soul contracts with people. You also, you know, you, you went through a period of being in darkness to truly understand who you are so you can become the person that was there. So I, I congratulate you for doing that. And maybe it's, you know, good for people to listen to truly ask that question. Hold on. What if you're going through what you're going through because of your destiny you're able to fulfill? And if you truly integrate the lessons and you understand that maybe there's a book in you or maybe there's something that you've got to use that happened to you to help and guide and accelerate others, maybe that changes your outcome. Change your questions that why does this always happen to me? Always a way to how is this serving me? How is it helping me complete my soul contract? What is this training me to do? Maybe you start to get a different, different answer. So, because we've all had a story, right? I mean, as you said earlier, my upbringing is totally the opposite to yours. You know, I, I grew up in a, so I grew up in a Hindu environment. Um, Hinduism, in many ways, um, you could argue is much more spiritual. We believe in reincarnation, we believe in karma, we believe in, you know, multiple gods, we call it source, etc. Um, and I grew up with a loving family. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have stuff to heal. That doesn't mean that, you know, I've, I've got memories of me um, kind of just expecting certain things to happen and, you know, didn't, whatever the plans were fell through, I wasn't feeling important. I, you know, I remember crying about it. I remember just kind of just really not wanting to do this planet. I remember times I was bullied again, just, you know, just really didn't feel like I. I was adding any value and I was neutral on this planet. And, I, you know, it's like if you're feeling that way, um, I would challenge you to truly understand how what's happening to you is that because I'm a big believer that every soul that's chosen to be here is chosen to be here to shine their light because of the planet needs you. So everyone that's listening, you are needed. You have an infinite world to play. Let's maybe take time to understand what that is and reach out to us. Um, send us a message, except send a DM if you have a question. Um, because we're all on this journey together. And I say to what what I feel that we do is truly about guiding and lifting people's souls and using our experience, not to fix but to guide. Stacey, I love your share. I know you got a little bit emotional over it, and that's okay, right? We're, we're on this journey of and your phone rang, it's all, it's all the humanness of. Um, you know what, maybe these things happen for a reason too. Yeah, I think I think when I'm sitting here, um, I've, I've had a couple of deep conversations with people close to me in the last just couple of days. Um, and one of them in particular, uh, I was talking with a friend about her supportive family, right? And how her family has just been, like her parents, no matter what she's faced, like her parents have, have been there for her. And... Um, I don't even know how we got into it, but I was talking to her about my experiences and how different they were from hers. And I was recounting one particular incident when I was in high school and an interaction that I had with my dad that was um, extremely verbally abusive. And um I, I, I don't want to trigger anyone with recounting the story. I, I just want to say it was, it was very traumatic and upsetting for me. And I remember um, after that interaction, 
um, my father finally dropping me off at school after we had this really intense um, abusive exchange. And I walked into the school and I was like, the bell had already rung for the first class. So I was late and I had to go into the office at the front desk to get a tardy slip saying like that I was late for class, right? And I had been crying and like the secretary visibly could see that I had been crying. And so she asked me to stand there for a minute and she walked away and she brings out a guidance counselor and I go into the guidance counselor's office and she sits me down and Namash, it was the first time ever in my life where I decided to speak the truth because I, I didn't have the filter in that state that I was in to hide what was happening. And what unfolded was um, an investigation by Child Protective Services of my father, which just unraveled into a mess. And I remember that season of my life being the first time in my life where I felt truly stifled in speaking my truth and how it impacted me to stuff the experiences that were happening at home into a box and to then morph into whatever I needed to be to survive. And I, I know that we have some listeners who have probably been through a similar experience where you've had something happen where someone has stifled you and you've taken it out on yourself. And I became a person who was extremely abusive to myself in various ways. Um, I struggled with relationships with dating, uh, which then turned into struggles in relationships in marriage. Um, I, I raised children unaware of the concept of loving myself and I, I battled it in so many ways. I, I took it out on myself and it became a cycle. It became a really vicious cycle that if anything around me felt like it was too much, I would morph into what I needed to be in order to like shut down my truth and to shut myself down. And I know a lot of women that I work with and that we work with who have done the same thing. They have morphed into whoever they need to be to survive the circumstances or to try to move forward. And yet they don't address the deeper reason for why they got to that place, that programming, and they don't know how to break the cycle. And one of the things that I love about what we do is I've spent a lot of years in therapy. Okay. I am all for therapy. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I've had some wonderful therapists, but there's a lot of talking in therapy about what has happened. And I don't necessarily feel, and this is just my experience, so don't come for me. I don't necessarily feel that I was given actionable steps to change the relationship that I had with myself. And it's one of the things that I absolutely adore about what we do is that we don't just sit and talk to you about what you've been through, but we find a way to help you navigate changing it, changing how you're impacted by the things that are happening around you, getting a greater understanding of who you are. 
And just another quick story. I had this mentor um, that that came into my life, I want to say a little over a decade ago. And she's lived this like very picture perfect life. Like she like super like epitome of a Christian woman, like loves God, loves other people, hasn't really experienced any trauma in her life, got married, has her kids, has a beautiful house, white picket fence, the whole thing. And she was pouring into me and she was saying, you know, you'll, you could help a lot of people if you, if you can understand this part of yourself and learn that, that you're a blessing and that you're loved and that, that you deserve to love yourself. And I remember sitting there with her and I was like, who am I ever going to be able to help? Like I have been through all of these things, like who's going to want to listen to me? And she stopped me and she said, Stacy, who am I to help people? She's like, you have been through so much on this journey to learning to love yourself that there's so many avenues of the ways that you can relate to people and you can help them work through those same kinds of challenges. And I had looked at all of my experiences and thought it made me less than, right? But what I've come to understand is every one of those experiences has contributed to making me the healer and the mentor that I am today. And so I just, I, I want to just put that out there because I feel the feeling like there are people who are going to be listening to this who think, well, who am I? Who am I to think I could impact other people? Who am I to think that I could make a difference in someone's life? And I just want to say to you, friends, who are you not to be able to do that? Like, you know, like through those darkest things, those days of not loving myself, it's like, I value more now than ever the journey to getting me here because I see how beautiful it has been to be coming out the other side more aware than ever of who I am and how I'm showing up in the world. And I believe with everything in me, with everything in me, Nash, that it is impossible to show up in the world the way that you were meant to using the gifts and abilities that you individually have if you don't love yourself. So very, very well said. And that's where, you know, so often we look for love outside of self, right? So often we look for the answers and solutions. We look to be complete. Oh my God, once you find this partner, we'll be complete. No, anyone that comes into your life compliments you. What if we already can? And it's really interesting when you share your stories. I've always kind of, I, I know I've, I've been blessed in many ways in my bringing and everything else. And, and it's like when I hear your story and it's like, part of me is always like, wow, okay, I haven't experienced any of that. But all of our stories are important. Right? All of our stories and our journeys to who we are, to the healers that we are, um, is, is super, super important. And, you know, Stacey just shared that a lot of the memories and darkness or whatever you want to call it, that she held inside, she put inside for so long. And again, a lot of people that we work with, you usually find people are holding on to things. So again, challenge the listeners, challenge the listeners, really ask yourself, what are you holding on to? What if you held on to for so many years and it's almost like a Pandora's box that you don't want to open it because you're not sure you can handle it? But if you listen to this conversation, maybe you're ready to handle it. Because that pain that you hold on to, you can't fully shine your light while you're holding on to things that are not on the surface. 
And Stace talks about quite often that, you know, she, she wears her heart outside herself. There's only one way of being. She just shares who she is vulnerably, right? Because of everything she's been through, she knows. And what if everyone that's here that's listening is, what if you have a story to tell that needs to be told? What if there's some releasing that you need to do that needs to be released? It's that, because everyone that's here is here for a reason. You just can't you know, trust that your story is important. Trust that you're ready for the insights. If you just listen to your own messages, listen to your own intuition, maybe start to get a different sort of messages. So, um, you know, you're going to say something. I am in, you know, you've been through a lot as a human, and I know we cover it in the book that you have coming out that you mentioned at the beginning. Um, but it is, you know, there is a lot that people are going through right now. There's a lot that people have gone through um, in this lifetime because in many ways I feel that as souls, we've chosen their own karma, but also ancestral karma. And we all have kind of big roles to play, and therefore, when you have a big role to play, you have a big story to tell, and you know, maybe everything is there in the way it should be. I'm also a big believer that now is a difficult time for people being pushed. 2020 on lockdown was all about, you know, everyone was like, oh, we're too busy to deal with stuff. You know, Mother Nature was like, okay, you need time to deal with stuff. I'm going to send all of you, spend time on your own, spend time in the multi corner to deal with yourself. The year after is all about integration. This year is really about sharing my life. And Stace, just again, I keep, I know I'm, I keep complimenting you because this, 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 this podcast, this is, is really a, a, a great example of you taking what you've, what you've earned and what you've been through in the past year and almost at an area too, but you turned it into the community you are today. And sure, I mean, I've been through a lot in terms of, you know, things happening to me, some, some dark magic that kind of really allowed me to connect to my spiritual path. And we all have these stories, right? But it's that, it's the stories that don't, de- don't define us. It's, it's how we, it's how we react. It's what we do with it. One of my spiritual teachers uh, and mentors is no longer in this realm. And Stacey, you've met her as a guide. You know, she always used to say to people as she had sessions with them, the story doesn't interest me. Because we get rested in our story. Oh my God, I went through, it's like trauma traumas. Look at my trauma compared to your trauma. It's like so much more. And no, your story is not important. It's actually what you do with it. And how are you going to turn it around so you can guide and help people? Because just because you've been through more trauma doesn't mean that you need to stay there. And again, I get, I make it sound super simple. I'm sure a lot of people are going through a lot of things. But again, if you just change your question, you understand that you're going through it for a reason. Maybe start to get a different answer. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say like we, when we talked before this, before this recording, like before we set up to, to do this episode, we, we decided that this needs to be a two-parter. Yeah. Um, we needed to talk about like our journey to self-love and kind of like some of the things that we see with our clients trying to fill that void with things outside of themselves, et cetera. But the next episode, we're going to talk about what that looks like to love yourself because again to hear like self-love so many people go oh yeah like I love myself right but but they don't really know what that means like how do I love myself how do I show up for myself the way that I need to to make the impact in this world that I feel like I'm meant to whether it's your role as a parent whether it's your role as an employee or a business owner 
whether it's your, your interaction with friends or whatever the case may be, we are going to go from this episode into the next one, talking about what it looks like to love yourself and some of the steps that you can take actionably every day to show up for yourself in the way that you are meant to, because I say this often, and I know I've said it on this podcast before, I believe with everything in me that when we love ourselves, when we understand how to love ourselves and when we truly love who we are, we then trust ourselves. And when we trust ourselves, we then listen to our intuition. And when we listen to our intuition, we are able to show up in the world the way that we are meant to. And so by us starting at the beginning of the programming we've experienced, talking about the journey to getting here, we're going to continue to take you on this journey, friends, and and talk about now, now you know what it feels like not to love yourself. Now you know some of the things that happen, but what does it look like when you do love yourself and how do you take action on that? And um, this is this is something that I am so deeply passionate about because again, we see this all the time with clients where they are trying to feed some, feed their soul with outside resources of whatever nature and they don't know how to take action. And this is just one of the things that we do to help people on their journey to healing. And um, Mesh, I just, I have to just say, cause you know, I like to pour into you on the, on these podcasts. Um, I'm so glad that you found your voice. You, um, you've made a, a really big impact in our, in spaces like on Clubhouse and with your interactions with your voice. Um, and it's so interesting that I too was timid about using my voice in a different way. And the way that we met was me sharing vulnerably my mm-hmm. story and both of us using our voices. And that's yeah. how we met, was through our voices. And so I just want to say, I'm, I'm so grateful that you've done the work that you've done to open up to your gift and the power of your voice, because had you not done that, I wouldn't have had the blessing of, of, of meeting you in the space that I did in a space that relies simply on your voice. And so I, I'm grateful that you have been through this journey and found your voice, my friend. Thank you, Stacey, and I can say the same to you, right? Everything you've been through kind of led you to be vulnerable on that stage that day. Um, And I really feel we were meant to connect, and it was a soul contract. But you willing to do the work and realizing everything you've been through in some way is meant to lead you to something bigger. I applaud, and I feel very blessed to, to, to to share the space with you, to kind of channel the work that we do and the healings that we're doing together. I feel so, so blessed. And I know you were guided to me and we and we share more in early episodes about my spiritual coach, guide, and mentor that was you know, in this human realm, but she's now one of my guides. Um, but she's also one of your guides. So it's, you know, it's it, there's, def- there's definitely, a, we're receiving more guidance and more support now than we ever have before if we're open to it. And just a couple of, couple of additional points for me in terms of this topic. Just remember we have four bodies. And a lot of us focus on the physical side, you know, and you know, we have physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. 
and all four of those bodies need to be nurtured. All four of those bodies need, need, need love, need that self-love. So it's really important as you consider, and we'll talk more about this in the next episode, but really consider, you know, which, which body you said, which one are you with? And, the other, you know, the, the other thing to, to truly maybe challenge yourself is ask yourself this question. Where are you on your list? As you think of the, the list of people that are important to you, where do you come on, the, on that list? Are you near the top? And even if you have kids and you have loved ones that you need to look after, you should still be at the top of your list. Because when you love yourself unconditionally and you put yourself first, your light becomes so much brighter. And your ability to support your loved ones that you'll be putting above you right now actually improves. So who are you not to put yourself with? Again, we'll talk much more about this on the, on the next episode. Um, but I just want to kind of finish with that, really to ask you that question. Where are you on that list? And I know I, I mean, I've struggled with this question. I ask myself this question all the time. But I really, my focus is to put me at the top of that list. Because I know that when I do that, um, I can shine my light so much brighter. And say, so before we close, and I'll close in a second, where are you on your list? I would say in this season, though it though it has been very like foreign to me as as a mom. I mean, I've I've literally had kids since I was twenty. Um, I've always put other people first, and for the first time ever in my life, I would say I'm putting myself first. I'm putting my healing and my journey to overcoming as the top priority, uh, because I know that it will make me a better mother, a better partner at some point, a better business partner and a better friend. And it's, it's right. been, it's been interesting, but I'm doing it. Love that. And I, yeah, I, I see that in you, right? So that's, that's why I said, but again, wherever you are, it doesn't, what we're trying to do here is make you aware of where you are. Then you get to choose. So many people say, Oh my god, I'm number four, number five, and you start to kind of have this self-talk conversation. No, when you become an awareness, you can start to do something to move yourself up the list. So that's really what we're trying to do here. So just as I close, I just want to thank everyone that, that's, that's listening. Uh, thank everyone that provides feedback. So, so, so blessed to be in this space. Um, as Stacey already said, we're going to re release two episodes together. Um, and the second one is really about some of the things you can do to truly, truly love yourself. What are those routines? What are the things you can do? What do we do on a daily basis that allows us to shine our light and share our voice? And um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love it for, you know, if you, if you connected with this episode, for you to, to share it, for you to like it, for you to comment on whichever platform you, you're listening on. That helps us kind of get further up the list and more people to listen. And um, so, yeah, thank you for this space. I'm sending you all so much love and light and say stuff like you to close this out. So I'm going to hand over to you to close this episode out. So over to you. I just want to say thank you so much for, for listening, friends. Uh, it means a lot to us. Uh, we are on the journey as well. And we will continue to be evolving and growing and pouring into you as much as we can. I'm excited about the next episode. We are so grateful that you tuned in today and leave us your feedback and rate and review and we will be back again soon. Thanks, Namesh. Thank you, Stace, and sending love and light to everybody. And uh, yeah, excited about the next episode too.
ไปขึ้นนะ